Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 137. If it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. And this is from the famous author Charles Bukowski. And I'm going to read his fuller quote here in a moment. Uh, But it comes from his book, So You Want to Be a Writer. I saw it making the rounds online and I had to share this. And it's so true. If it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. This is exactly the basis of the niche's you. This is about understanding you from a very internal, soulful, deeper level. And this is what he had to say. And then I broke it down into about 12, 13, 14 different questions I want you to, to, to really reflect on. We're going to talk about this. But he said, if it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unasked out of your heart and your mind and your mouth and your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there and rewrite it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work just thinking about doing it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. When it is truly time and if you have been chosen... It will do it by itself and it will keep on doing it until you die or it dies in you. There is no other way and there never was. So this is again by Charles Bukowski. Came from his book, So You Want to Be a Writer. And I loved it so much that I want to share with you. To me, this is what surrendering to your real gifts feels like. And for me, surrendering to God for me, right? So surrendering to your real gifts you know, you can feel it. You're, you're making choices every single day. Now, obviously, everything good takes time. And this isn't about just, you know, irrationally jumping ship from maybe things that you're already doing that are in some way providing stability into your world. But this is a, a, a call to you to ask you to start delving a little deeper into your authentic creative expression for your life. And again, this isn't even about creating art and let me just go off and be whatever I want in this, like, you know, um, as an artist. No, 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 no. And I actually saw something about that that today. I think it was today or yesterday where it was saying it's not, you know, your creative expression, is not. that's not about just like being an artist and a painter and a sculptor. It's actually about like being the best in a business or in your science or in your anything it's whatever it is but what you're called to do and this also is about diving deeper into the importance of doing something only if it truly comes from within can you cultivate that practice so what i went ahead and did is i crafted uh about let me look about 14 questions here i want you to reflect on and we're going to go through each of them you can write them down of course and i want you to truly ask yourself these questions throughout the day and in your activities that you're currently doing, right? So the first thing you have to ask is from an intrinsic motivation, what is it that truly comes bursting out of you unasked from your heart, mind, mouth, 
and or gut. What comes bursting out of you? Now, we've talked about this before. So you may be doing job A, but for some reason at work and other places, everybody comes to you for something, for, for example, B. And for some reason, you constantly talk about that, you light up about it, you all these things. You know, I'll give you an example. Like my nephew, before he went all in on cars and motors and engines and tires and, you know, and racing and all these things, he had at one point, because society was kind of like, oh, you know, when you go to college, you should, you know, consider something very, you know, professional. And so he was looking at potentially becoming a doctor and uh, like an anesthesiologist or something like that. And it just didn't resonate with him at all. It just wasn't like it was. And, and here's the best part uh, to that. It it actually felt like work to try to study, to do the things that were the prerequisites for even getting to school for that. It just didn't resonate with him. He loved cars and the business of cars. He loves everything about it so much that ultimately he decided school wasn't for him. Now he's got this like great job. He's in these circles with things with cars. He's putting a few together of his own. I mean, the kid is doing it, you know, at 20 years old. It's what comes bursting out of him unasked. He just, it's just been in him for, for his whole life. And, and luckily, you know, we, we support him on that. We're all like, oh, we get it. But I'm the, I'm the, I'm the champion of him supporting him all the time. I'm like, man, this, this guy's going to go all the way with this stuff. He really is. The second one uh, that I, I noted here for you to, uh, to write down and reflect on the chosen aspect. Do you feel like you've been chosen, quote unquote, for what you're doing? Think about that. What you were actually doing right now, do you feel like you've been chosen for that? As Bukowski suggests, or does it feel like you're just settling for it? This is a big thing. I want you to ask yourself, write this down right now. Do I feel like I've been chosen for what I'm doing? Or do I feel like I'm settling for it? That's going to light you up right there because you're going to probably realize, and this isn't just for your work. This could be in a lot of different areas that you have to examine. Do you feel like you've been chosen for that or are you settling for that? It's a massive question. I'm not saying you have to have the answer overnight, but you should definitely be integrating that into your decision making. Number three, ease of expression. Are there moments when words or ideas flow effortlessly for you? What are you doing or thinking about during those times? This also this kind of comes goes back to the whole bursting out of you. And in the first example I gave about what do people come to you for? Are there times that you're flowing so much on certain topics that just that's just there's a, a natural curiosity, there's an innate curiosity, there's an innate discovery. There's for some reason you're always in around those things or those ideas and you're constantly developing them and there's you know it intuitively and you don't even know why this this is a big deal and you might have been taught well that's silly you can't really earn a living or make a life out of that uh, anybody that tells you a definitive statement like that is clearly not going after their own path you can make a living and a life out of anything so long as the commitment consistency and dedication is there but the intrinsic value, the ease of expression is also there. When you put those two together and they cross, forget it. Like sky's the limit and, and then some. There is no limit. Number four, external rewards. Are you pursuing your current project or goal primarily for external rewards like money or fame? How does that align with your inner calling? 
So a lot of times we, and this is going to go with the next one, which is external validation. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that external validation. How much does external validation affect your motivation to continue your work? Would you still do it even if no one else cared about it? So the first thing I want you to ask yourself from external rewards, are you pursuing your current project or goal primarily for external rewards? How does that align with your inner calling? Are you doing because you're saying, oh, well, these things over here are in the external world is what I want. Great. And once you have them, then what? Will you burn out? Right? So you have to look at that. What what about what you're trying to obtain in an external world? And then then what? Will that deem void the the kind of work that you're doing? And then that fifth question on external validation, how much does external validation affect your motivation to continue your work? Would you still do it even if no one else cared? If no one else cared that you were currently in one profession or doing one thing that quote unquote looked very responsible, but you were miserable, but no one else cared that you were doing it, would you still be doing it? That's a good one to ask yourself. Would you still be doing it? If no one else cared and they didn't care that you went off and did something else completely different, would you go and do would you go off and do something completely different? The next question to ask yourself is the rewrite test. How often do you find yourself having to rewrite or rework what you've done? This is uh, you know, does it feel like a struggle each time? This is for the folks that maybe you're either maybe you're not working the things that you should be working in, or maybe you're working the things that you're working in, but you're overanalyzing them a little bit. But this is more so I think when you're in more forced work um, and you keep overanalyzing it, and the the reason for this question is because I have no problem putting out work that's going to keep developing. It just feels good. It doesn't mean that I don't comb over the editing or that uh, you know I sometimes I'll let something sit for a minute or two before I actually launch it. But I don't sit there constantly trying to like I don't. I feel like what flows out of me when I write or when I speak feels like it's coming from complete alignment and from God and from my talents and from my intuition and I just run with it. That's how I know. So so when Bukowski's talking about, you know, if you're constantly having to rewrite it over and over and over and over again, right? Uh that's really what I believe he's he's kind of referencing is that are you or rework it where it just I think when we're I know when we're when it's coming from our soul we just feel more sure about it no matter where it's at in its stage of development I think that's the the, the ultimate um, goal I want you to understand on that the next one number seven mental load does the thought of engaging in your work feel like a burden do you find it hard to even think about starting now this can be a little Interesting because I also I also understand that sometimes there's resistance for starting the thing that you know you should be doing, but you're not doing it. But that's only because you're maybe just having a hard time letting go and trusting yourself and doing a trust fall with God and your intuition and your soul. So I get it. You might have a hard it might be hard to even think about starting from that capacity. And that actually might be a signal, oh wow, I should probably be doing exactly that. But does the thought of engaging in your work feel like a burden? You have to ask the, ask yourself that. I love, do, and, and not everybody gets this until you get it. 
Everybody eventually will get this. I love doing my work. I love doing my work. It is a lot of work. And yes, some days I don't feel like doing work, but I love my work. Does that make sense? I love my work. Some days I don't feel like it, but it's not a burden. It's just that I'm tired. That's a big difference because it just means I need to rest in the marathon. Not that I'm not that I'm not engaged with my work or that I don't want to be doing that. In fact, if anything, I'm really amped up. Now, yes, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, whew, okay, you know, I'm a little bit tired today. I might have to ease into the day a little bit. Maybe I'll pick up, maybe I won't. But I don't feel burdened by the work. I love my work. So ask yourself, does the thought of engaging in your work feel like a burden or a blessing? Number eight, desire versus need. Are you doing what you're doing because you want something external? We've, we've talked about like admiration or companionship or because you feel a deep internal need to express yourself, right? Don't do things because you think that that's what it'll attract. Admiration, companionship, others. Do something because it's your soul, man. <laughs> like it's your soul or lady, you know, but like you get it. It's the idea of um, because you feel a deep internal need to express yourself. Are you doing what you're doing because you want something external like admiration or companionship or because you feel a deep internal need to express yourself because you're like, nah, this feels right. And this goes with number nine, which is authenticity. Are you trying to emulate someone else in your work or life is a big one. How is that affecting your own authentic expression? Are you seeing other people and say that person's really good in as a CPA? That person's really good as a lawyer. That person's really good as a doctor. That person's great as a is brilliant as a content creator. That person is brilliant as an artist, as a writer, as a painter, as a farmer. Now, it's okay if you want to do the same thing and you feel the calling for the same thing. Just maybe don't look to emulate them, but maybe look to be inspired by them that anything is possible. And then you work your authentic expression in there. So you have to understand, are you trying to emulate someone else in your work or life? Is that blocking you or affecting you from your own authentic expression and self? Number 10, timing. Do you feel like it's your time to do what you're doing? Or are you forcing a timeline that doesn't resonate with you? It's a big one. Do you feel like it's your time to do what you're doing? Or are you forcing a timeline that doesn't resonate with you? It's okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I've had plenty of times where the things that I wanted to do just didn't feel like the right time. I love writing my book now. My first two or three books over the next couple of years that are going to be coming out. I now just feel so right. There were other times that it felt sort of right, but I didn't want to force a timeline. I, I wanted to get to another place that is exactly what is happening in my life now over the culmination of all the years of what I've learned and developing that into several different types of writing that I want to publish to the world. I didn't feel like it was time previously. Now it feels right on time. So it happens all of us. And I, and I felt that when I went all in on my endeavors, I felt that when I took new roles and with my consulting and then with my agency, you, you have to, you have to play around with time a little bit and make sure you're not forcing a timeline that doesn't resonate with you. Number 11, longevity. Can you see yourself doing this for a long term until you die or it dies in you? Like Bukowski said, Can you see yourself doing this for a long time or a long term. Yes. What I'm doing. Yes. For life. For life. Absolutely. So. 
Can you see yourself doing this for a long term and a long time? How does that make you feel? Now, also okay, if for some reason you feel like I can see doing this for however long it it just feels supported and right, that's okay too. But can you see yourself dedicated and persistent and consistent with this because it just feels like life bringing to you? Number 12, sacrifices. What are you willing to give up for your work or passion? Does it feel like a sacrifice or a natural trade-off? What are you willing to give up for to do this, this level of work that you want to do or this passion that you have that's calling? Does it feel like a sacrifice or a natural trade-off? That's a great signal. Are you sacrificing or, are you tra- or a natural trade-off? You know, the thing is, is when I've gotten rid of work that didn't matter for work that felt purposeful and driven and consistent and soulful and aligned with my with my entire direction and clarity and purpose, oh, forget it. It was it, it was easy. It was absolutely easy. Now, it may take you a minute to get there and that's fine. It can take any of us a minute to get there. But what are you willing to give up for your passion, for your work, for something that's your calling? Number 13, joy versus chore. Does your work feel like a joyful expression or more like a chore you have to complete? That's a big one. I love my work. It feels like a joyful, massively awesome expression. It doesn't feel like a chore. Again, mind you, the behind the scenes work to do four or five podcasts a week, to do the content online, to have the classes that I have that I've created, to write the books, to have the agency, to work on my health, to work on my finances and my livelihood and do, you know, and just all the things, you know, it's a lot of work, but it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like a joyful expression of like learning about me and getting better and better and better. When the mission is you, you'll know. You were here to design your life. It shouldn't feel like a chore. Yes, it's a lot of work. And yes, it takes time. And yes, sometimes we want it fast enough. And yes, sometimes we don't see the results right away. A lot of times we don't. But at least you're designing your life and not somebody else. And finally, self-discovery. Has your work led you to discover something new about yourself? Which is really what this is all about. Does it feel like a journey of self-discovery or just a task to complete? Your work is not just your career. It's your life. Does it feel like a journey of self-discovery or does it feel like a task to complete? And by the way, if you're saying to yourself right now, it feels like a task to complete, acknowledge that because now you can make changes to feel like a journey of self-discovery. It's okay if any of these reflective questions are bringing up stuff that feels like, oh shit, what do I need to do? You know, this is how I'm feeling. This isn't good. No, it, it's okay to know what the, the, the answer. So now you can start moving in a different direction. You can make a pivot. You can make a change. Think about that. That's it. That's what I've got for you guys today. So those 14 questions reflect on them, write them down, journal on them, think through them. I assure you, I assure you they're going to be very revealing of, uh, you know, 
different decisions maybe that you need to make right now. I appreciate you guys for tuning in every single week, every single day. Thank you. Please leave a written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star review or rating on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify or any other network that you listen to me on. I appreciate you guys showing up every single day. Thank you. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.